Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It is Wednesday, March the 10th. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And, of course, lots to discuss because once we got done recording on Monday, uh, it wasn't but a few hours later that we had a firing in college football. And Les Miles is officially gone from Kansas. And before we even did the show today, I mean, it's it's been 48 hours since we did the last show. And we have had two firings at Kansas because Jeff Long is out of here. The athletic director is kaput. He's the one that made the announcement on Monday night. He did the press conference on Tuesday. He was uh, was let go today. And so we are going to, of course, talk about that. we got NFL stuff to discuss, of course. And uh, I'm going to bring up a question about the NCAA tournament, about you know March Madness, all that, uh, about whether or not we should be rooting for a certain coach slash team going into March, going into the tournament. So, before we start that, winningcureseverything.com is the place to be. That is where you can find everything that you need to know about us, everywhere that you need to be subscribed, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Go and check that out. Uh, our bracket challenge is up, and you can find it in the description of this video, anywhere that you are watching it, etc., or you can find it in the podcast description if you're listening. Uh, but it's on ESPN. Go and check it out. The group, it's called Winning Cures Everything. Very easy. I, I think that's the best way to do it. Make it where you right. can find us. Search for it, whatever. But uh, but the link is right there. It's got a password. It's got all that. You you have the link. Very simple to do. So if anybody has any problems with it, you can hit us up on Twitter. Of course, I am at Gary WCE. I'm at Chris B. Giannini. Very easy to do. So if anybody has issues, just hit me up. Let me know. It Very simple stuff. Simple stuff. So we've, uh, we get a bracket on Sunday. I'm excited about that. But we're not going to spend... All of today talking about college basketball because we got other big things going on, Chris. We got some some stuff to discuss. Uh, first off, college football, sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. That is your one-stop shop for college football gambling content. Uh, Joseph said somebody find Marquette because they didn't show up. Yeah, they are down 36 to 18 to Georgetown right. as we speak. Um, yeah, Marquette did not show up for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um I, you know, daytime basketball, I think, is my – I want to say it's my favorite time of the year besides football season. <laughs> like, I love when I can just sit and and watch basketball while I'm actually at work, you know? Yeah, I, I, I wish I had had more time to do that right now, which I'll take busy season. We're, we're getting busy at work. I need it. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, when, when things are slow and I get to uh, just 
prop up a bar stool and uh, and watch, you know, take a two and a half hour lunch and watch a game. That that's a that's a sweet way to spend an afternoon. Yes, it is. Casey said, if I was Jerry Jones, I would have tagged Dak one more year, find a way to get Kyle Pitts in the draft. Uh, if Dak doesn't have an amazing year, he could be forced to take a friendly. You know, blah 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 blah. We're gonna we'll get, get into, into that. We're gonna get into um, it. And so SBR picks on YouTube, go search it out. That's the easiest way to find it. We have a weekly show over there talking about all the news in college football, along with FCS picks, previews, all that kind of stuff, because the FCS football season continues to roll on. We are in March Madness. We know that that's going to have more of an audience, but there are people that want to watch football, and we are included in that. So go ahead and knock that out. Casey said uh, no one would want him after failing with that offense if he does great pay him. So let's, let's go ahead and start off with it. Let's let's do that. Let's talk about Dak Prescott, and I mean the the contract details are absurd. Uh, four year, one hundred and sixty million dollar deal to stay in Dallas. Uh, the deal has a maximum value of one hundred and sixty four million, including one hundred and twenty six million guaranteed. It's got two key details: a no tag provision and a no trade clause. Uh, his deal averages to forty two million dollars a year over the first three, seventy five million in the first season and a $66 million signing bonus. This is funny money. Um, I I didn't think and, it and was And only worth it. somehow, because this is where I don't understand NFL contracts, and, and I wish I was more versed in them. Somehow, $75 million for the first year, $22 million against the cap. That doesn't make sense to me. No, me either. I, I, I don't know no how idea. that works. I don't, I don't understand it. Like, I... I I don't know how it works. I'm glad that it does work because there are other teams that are going to find a way to utilize this. That's right. But this is just absurd money. It, so now the top four uh, highest paid quarterbacks in the league are Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, right behind him. Behind that is Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson. Two of them not happy where they are. That's right. Uh, Dak I would I would assume he's pretty happy, right? Yeah. I think no, Dak happy. definitely gets gets a big win here. Um, you know, coming off of that injury, I I kind of thought that you know, he was either going to get tagged again or or he was going to um they they were going to just take their chances of making him a low ball offer, you know, and then and then you know, maybe a shorter deal, maybe make him a two-year offer. Um 35 million a year, something like that. So you're not married to this guy if he doesn't come back from the injury right. I don't know. I don't know. I I like Dak. I like Dak a lot. I'd like to be on record on that. Okay. I think this is too much money. And we have yet to see a quarterback win a Super Bowl who is paid like this. It's never happened. Aaron Rodgers won his one Super Bowl and only Super Bowl appearance. When he was making the least amount of money he's ever made, which was, I think, the third year or fourth year of his rookie deal. Yeah. And so, like, this is – there's think, a reason actually, that after it, he got paid, I that team that has never option. been the same. Wait, wasn't it that fifth-year option? I, I don't know if it was the fifth year or the fourth year because it's weird when he first finally started playing um, how it worked out. But I do know that it was the cheapest year of his entire career. Okay, it was the cheapest year on his rookie deal. And then after that, he's been paid large sums of money. Um, and, and even Patrick Mahomes right now is still playing on his rookie deal. His big money doesn't kick in. So if you did by year, Patrick Mahomes is making substantially less than Dak Prescott this coming year. Um, 
because his he's still on his rookie deal and the new money won't kick in later. So many people keep pointing to this doesn't make sense to me. This argument doesn't make sense. So many people keep pointing to the fact that, well, this is a sign that the the big TV deal is about to come down and Jerry tipped his hand on, on the big TV money coming down. Well, that doesn't make any sense because we're five years, we're five years away from that big TV money deal. People are projecting maybe 225, $250 million salary caps. That's five years away. This deal is over with this deal is done by then. So it, it does make me question that let's, let's jump out of this. Let's move into the salary cap situation you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And that would be the salary cap is it was announced today it is down 8% from last season it's 182.5 million dollars um better than than some people thought some people That's said right. it could be as low as 175 yeah i thought that um, was going to be too low I, di- I didn't foresee 175 but you know so as you were saying you know the tv deal is is basically in 5 years right like, yeah, the only thing I can think of is somehow Jerry has maneuvered because the cap. This is one thing I don't understand about when the money hits the cap. If Jerry has pushed all the money to the fourth year that that hit the cap, and then they get the big TV deal, maybe by year three he can expand that money even further out, and therefore that's how he outruns the cap hit. But I don't know that that's allowed, and I don't. Once again, this is my ignorance of not understanding how much you can manipulate cap money as opposed to what you're actually paying these guys. And and I've heard people say, oh, well, it's just signing bonus. No, no, no. The signing bonus money has to somehow at some point in time hit your cap or else every player that you're going to sign a one-year deal to, you that's all guaranteed, you just make the whole damn thing the signing bonus and now zero would hit your cap and bing, bang, boom, you you know, you just, you just free up a bunch of money. There are rules in place to make sure you, the signing bonus money absolutely goes to the cap somewhere. Yes, I, I I just don't do know agree. where or how it gets manipulated. I I don't either because if if you're not gonna count signing bonus yep. in this, that that could be the player's contract. Like that, yes. you can pay. Yeah, then why why wouldn't you just sign them to a signing bonus then? Yes, just be, like it'd basically be baseball. You could sign, you know, uh, here he's got a four year, forty million dollar deal, yeah. but he got a hundred million dollars guaranteed for a signing bonus. It's like that's right. It, it, because the just, signing bonus doesn't get paid out in one big check, it's guaranteed to the player. But you see these teams go after them for signing bonus money later if they get kicked off the team or hurt or or something happens, and they go after their signing bonus or they demand a trade or something like so. So so it's not like you know I get to write you one giant check and I could never come after that money. Yeah, 
I mean, it's just insane. Uh, going through the comments, Joseph uh, getting on to Casey here. He said Cowboys need a new O-line and cornerbacks before a tight end. And I don't think he's wrong about that. Yeah, uh, adding another offensive weapon is foolish. Yeah. You can say Kyle, Kyle Pitts would dynamically change everybody's offense, but one more person to catch a ball in, in Dallas ain't going to make that offense any better. No, no, not at all. Uh, Casey said, I know Wentz and Golf got this kind of money, but they weren't worth it, and neither is Dak, in my opinion. Dak's more worth it than those two guys. I, I, will, I will be clear about that. Well, but $40 million, he's not mm, worth it. That's that's what I was going to say. Like, are, are we certain? Because we haven't seen him come back from this injury yet. Like, obviously, we I, know I a lot still, medically. So like Talent-wise, talent wise, and I'm assuming he comes back, I think Dak is a much, hear me when I say much better quarterback than Jared Goff or Carson Wentz. Now, Jared down. Goff, I will absolutely agree with 100%. Carson Wentz played at like an NFL MVP level at one point. For, he, and, he, yes, for, for eight games. It, correct. And then he got hurt. And, I mean, we're looking at Dak here. Like but Dak's he didn't do it beforehand, numbers. and he didn't do it afterwards. And I don't think Carson Wentz's problems now are injury, okay? No, his, I don't think so either. It's accuracy. He can't throw the football. Uh, Terry said, what's up? Uh, he said he can't do his regular greeting because we're not on Facebook. Uh, he wants to know why we always come on the same time that the Cubs are playing. Well, if the Cubs would it's quit playing. It's a conspiracy against you. Yes. If the Cubs would quit playing day games and interrupting no, our no, schedule. No, 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 no. They should never quit doing that. I agree. Ever. That's a terrible idea. We that's we a, don't. That's a Cardinal fan telling you that, Terry. Our our show does not last as long as the games, and you can oh, have no. the game on yeah. a different TV. I mean, yeah. it's very easy. Uh, McKinnon said Dak took Jerry to the bank and said, "Keep it coming." Yeah, he really did. Yeah. He really did. Yeah. Uh, Casey, I know they need cornerback and some old line help. Jarwin is pretty good, but the point is, if they got Kyle Pitts and Dak failed with that offense, he wouldn't do well with free agency and could sign him on the cheap. Well, if he it didn't do matter. well, you can't do. You can't like, do that. If he, hey, you don't know that Dak. I mean, you don't know that Pitts is going to be there. Hell, Pitts might might go in the top five pick. Well, it, even even still, if if Dak didn't do well with that offense, and you're saying it, you could sign him for cheap, then why would you even want to sign him for cheap if he obviously didn't work with that offense? No, that's, I mean that's that, we we know Dak works with this offense as it's already put together. Uh, Joseph Gomez, they need Zeke to go over a thousand or uh, twelve hundred yards, or teams will just rush three or four, and Dak has to force the O line. Uh, ask Mahomes how, or sorry, he said force the ball. Ask yeah. Mahomes how important that O line is. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean it's one hundred percent. Casey yes. said, I don't. And, think- I, and I think, and I think Mahomes is far more um, accurate on the run. Yes. You know, making those kind of crazy throws um than than Dak is and it being able to make something out of nothing when when the pocket breaks down. Now Dak's still good at it. I don't know that anybody's as good as Mahomes. Um in uh, in you know, so Yeah, no, I I understand. Uh Casey, I don't think Carson Wentz is as good, but he's about to look great again and you know why. No, he won't. I don't think no, he, he won't. I don't I, I don't think Frank Wright is magic. No, I don't think so either. I think that season was magic, but they I also think that had, season was magic. They had one of the this, best defenses in the league. That's right. Like, and they had no, listen. He's inheriting a great staff. Okay, if he can't look great on the Colts, then that's a hundred percent on him. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, ben wants to hear your Les Miles take now. Um, we'll get there. And Terry said, "Yeah, I try and tune in after the game, but uh, but y'all are done by then, so I paused the game today just because it's spring training. Well, yeah, it's spring. They, they, these games don't matter. Uh, Casey, because Dak is worth thirty million a year, he's just not a type guy. The O line is getting old. Um, yeah, I could see him being worth 30. Not, well, yeah, not I got no problem with 30. We talked about that before. But you're talking that's that's $40 million difference on this deal. Yes. Yes. 
I mean, it's just absurd. Just absurd. All right, let's move into uh, what Ben wanted to hear about, and that would be Les Miles was fired on Monday night. Um, Jeff Long was fired today. That is the athletic director at Kansas, uh, former AD, well, now former AD at Kansas, former AD at Arkansas, former AD at Pitt, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, you know, let's let's say this. First off, I've, I've had people tell me, well, Kansas didn't really have a choice. No, they absolutely had a choice. Uh, LSU thought that they would not be able to win a court case to fire him back in 2013 over this stuff, and this is over stuff that happened in 2013. Yeah. and Well, through 2016, right? Like, while he was there, I don't know if it ever was fixed, but this was stuff that happened, you know, early 2013. Is we definitively know it was happening in 2013. Yes. Nobody has came forward about it happening after exactly. 2013. Nobody yet. has said anything about anything that happened at Kansas, et cetera. If right. Les Miles was actually winning football games at Kansas and had the program on an upward trajectory, they had beaten some teams they weren't supposed to beat, all that kind of stuff, then yes, they absolutely had a choice. Right now, it doesn't hurt anything because the program is as bad right now as it yeah. ever was under anybody else. They are definitively the worst football team in all of college football. In, in the Power Five. Well, in the Power Five, easily. I mean, do we know that them and New Mexico are real far apart? I would say that New Mexico State and not UTEP, but um, you know what, Louisiana Monroe – like teams like that, they are worlds worse. Okay. Like way okay. worse. That's all right. That's that's fine then. Okay. So out of a hundred and thirty teams, we're talking about one twenty seven. Yeah, somewhere around there. Like we're not talking just power five. I mean, I mean we, that the, yeah. the the lot of G five schools would beat the hell out of them. Not just beat them, beat the hell out of them. Yes. And I'm not talking about just your Cincinnati's and UCF's and Memphis. I'm not talking about the good, the Boise's. Okay. Yeah. I'm ben, talking about the run of the mill. Yeah. yeah. I'm talking about the run of the mill, low level teams. All right. Yes. I don't know that they could beat you know UMass. Yes. So they are, they are like incomprehensibly bad. They yes. are an awful that level bad, awful football program. Uh, Jeff Long, you know, we, we have talked about this before. Uh, I've talked about it on other shows. I'm I'm going to be on Three Dog Thursday tomorrow discussing this, uh, all sorts of different stuff. So, um, it, Jeff Long, like this was, if you're Kansas, this was your shot to get rid of Jeff Long because right. if if the NCAA ever decides to do anything with their FBI college basketball stuff, obviously Kansas dealing with a lot of level one infractions, whatnot, they're definitely going to be put on probation at some point. Definitely, in time, yes. yeah, definitely going to have postseason bans, all that kind of stuff, right? All of that is coming down the pipeline. Who, When it happens, who knows? But the way that Jeff Long's contract was written, because he came in after all of the FBI stuff, his contract was written where if, the, if any program on That's campus, right. any athletic program gets put on probation uh, from something that happened before he got there, years will be extended to his contract. So... He, like, say Kansas goes on four years probation. Well, he just got a four-year contract extension. And he's making $1.5 million a year. And all of that is guaranteed. So, right now, they went ahead and dropped him. And it makes sense. Right now, I, 
his hiring. I'm worried about that because I think they fired him because they don't want him to hire the next coach because he seems to be bad at hiring football coaches. Well, he did not hire a search firm the last time. And this is why search firms are somewhat important nowadays, right? If you are Jeff Long and you're doing a search by yourself and you're already buddies with Les Miles, they've known each other for over 30 years. It, you are probably not going to dig as deep on this, right? No, but but no, at the same time, him. Jeff Long is not going to have the same kind of contacts that a search firm will have. A search firm right. would have had maybe not all of this information, but they could have pointed to him and said, hey, like there's a reason why Les Miles was not a, a top choice for any other job. Les was even wanting to go to some of these G5 schools. He was wanting to get back into coaching, and and he was not able to. And I don't know if it was because of this, because obviously LSU had it hidden away, but there were enough people around that knew something fishy was going on. That's he was never up for any other job, and then all of a sudden, boom, he gets the Kansas job. Like something a little, little fishy about it. But at the same time, like search firms, they they keep you out of the muck. You don't have to worry with any of this stuff. You can just blame it on them. That's why they're worth two hundred thousand dollars. Uh, yeah. Well, the search firm should have been able to pull this up. Right now, it's just Jeff Long. And, well, we asked Les Miles, uh, you just signed this man to a $14 million, or you're about to sign him to a $14 million contract. But before you do, you got to ask him, hey, um, is there anything kind of fishy that we need to know about? Anything that might no. embarrass us, you know, if it comes out later? No, sir. Not a thing. Of course he's going to say no because he's going to get right. the contract. Like, that's ridiculous. So, you know, I, I hate it. Like, I, I hate it for Les. I hate it for the victims. I hate it for Kansas. I hate it for, well, like, all of this sucks. Look, look, I love Les. You can't hate it for Les because this is this is something Les brought on himself. Agreed, agreed, agreed. So what I'm saying so you is you can't hate it for him. I don't, okay? I don't like any of this. No, I don't I don't either. like any of it. You know, I, so, as far as I'm concerned, uh, I am ready to start talking about what Kansas needs to do because there have been so many opinions. On Kansas just needs to drop football. They're awful and blah blah blah. Let me, let me, let me go ahead with less, go let ahead me address, with your less. Let thing. me address the less stuff uh, yeah. first. Okay? Go, go ahead. Been asked about that. So my my opinion is 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 still somewhat the same in the sense of I I I now believe that he he should have been fired at Kansas. And he, here's the reason why I think Kansas should fire him. And this is an assumption of mine. Okay, so I'm making a lot of assumptions here. I'm making an assumption that. He acted in a very creepy way at LSU. That that things that were definitely considered sexual harassment. All right, um, and 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 you know that's that's not okay. And then also the um, you know the 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 weird relationships with these girls. Now I've I've made it abundantly clear the fact that he's sixty and they're twenty two doesn't bother me. Okay, if if you think that's creepy, that that's that's a you thing. That's that's fine. All right. The fact that he's married and there's a look, I don't judge people for their personal stuff. All right. That's just, I'm not going to ever get into doing that. Okay. But they worked in the football facility. They worked directly under him. Now we have a different situation. Now, now this is an employee employer situation. And, and now there's a power structure there. All right. Because you can't say if this is a regular student that had nothing to do with the football program at all, that he was texting or whatever, that that well, that's inappropriate because he works at the school and he's the most he's the most powerful person. That means he couldn't date anybody in Baton Rouge because he was the most powerful man in the city of Baton Rouge. All right, so so you can't at some point in time we 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 have to stop clutching our pearls with some of these. 
But I do agree with the fact that if it's happening, if it's unwanted, then that's no, no completely. If there were mutual uh, relationship back and forth, but um, he was at, like in a place of power when these people worked in the football facilities, then that's a no, no as well. Can't happen. I have to assume as a 60 year old man, he's doing some of those same things in Kansas. Now that's making an assumption and go ahead and, and, and clearing him as guilty at Kansas for the things that he did at LSU. Now I don't, I don't know that, but, but if you walk through that football office and you see nothing but big boo blondes, then you got to assume if you're Jeff long, this is not going to end well for me. Yes. Um, and, and, and well, maybe not, this is not going to end well for my friend less. I'm going to have to fire him. And, and so I wonder if that's what happened when Jeff did it. I wonder if there's been accusations at Kansas that have been swept under the rug and covered up and Jeff decided to say, we got to part ways. So I, I appreciate long parting ways with a friend because that's a hard thing to do. It's a really, really hard thing to do. But at the same time, I completely agree with Kansas getting rid of Jeff long. And it's not because he made the less hire. It's because I don't trust him to make this hire. That's yeah. all. The firing Jeff Long is 100% performance-based. It's 100%. We need the next football coach to be some kind of a hit. And you have proven that you can't hit. So we replace you with somebody that can. So now let's move on to that part of it. What do you want to hit on? Um, well, first off, before we do that, uh, at LSU, like we talked about Joe Oliva, like Joe yeah. Oliva did want to fire Les Miles back in 2013 for all of this stuff because he had told Les before Stay away from the students. Stay yeah. away from the kids that work in the football office. Like it, it, he less even had a a burner phone, like and had the girls change the name of him in the burner phone so that he could talk to him. All that kind of mess, right? Um, but it's not just Oliva. Like Oliva still answers to somebody, and that was F. King Alexander, who is now the president of Oregon State. It, the president at at Kansas, maybe. Not as much uh, at, at blame here, but F. King Alexander knew what was going on, and he and the boosters and the donors and all that, they, um, they are the ones that decided that they need to keep less. Like the board of trustees decided, eh, you know what, we're not going to be able to win this court case. We don't have enough money right now. We'll just keep him around and hope he does better, right? No, my, now, my biggest issue here is, is and, and I've said this before, I've, I began to turn the corner on Oliva on some things, but but Oliva coming out now and trying to look like the hero, the hero he is not. Okay, well I wanted to fire Les back then. Let's hold the hell on because while Les Miles is responsible for his actions, okay, if if wrong was done by him, then he's responsible for that wrong. He has to wear that, and nobody else gets any blame for that. It's only on him. But let's look at the other wrongs that were happening at LSU. Title IX wasn't fully staffed. A lot of other other football players and athletics, um, and not just football players, but other athletic departments um, were, were having sexual assault issues, and these cases weren't being investigated. Hmm, I believe you were the AD over all of that. And while it's not the AD's 100% responsibility to make sure Title IX is fully staffed, you have enough power and clout on that campus to make damn certain Title IX is fully staffed, okay? So, and you coming from Duke where you've been through this kind of thing before and you know what kind of scandal this is going to bring, you should know how to investigate uh, a, a situation like this because you're supposed to have experience in doing that and you didn't do it. 
So you're you're no hero here, all right? And you've got a lot of to blame. These assistant ADs that are suspended right now that both did pretty terrible things to victims to cover this stuff up, they worked under your watch, okay? Not under under Les's. Les didn't hire them. Unless wasn't their immediate employer, you were. So yeah. let's let's be real clear on Oliva trying to make himself look like a hero here. Agreed, agreed. No, because hero I, he is not. That's that's what I'm saying is that it, F King Alexander, he could end up being in trouble at Oregon State. Yeah, so the we can see a change there because that president is also the president is the head reason, the responsible party for why Title IX is not fully staffed. Uh, Douglas A. Gerard is the chancellor at Kansas. Uh, he was hired in July of 2017. Of course, Les was just hired uh, in 2018, so at, at the beginning of 2018. So he had only been on the job for a little bit, and he was an executive vice chancellor at KU Medical Center before that. So he had never he had never actually done this. He's a, he's a head and neck surgeon. Um, and so, you know, at, we'll, we'll see what ends up happening with this, but I, I would imagine there will be more fallout. Who knows? Who knows? Now, where Kansas goes next, that is the, the big question that a lot of people want to get into, obviously, and and I don't blame them because there are people that are saying Kansas is so bad, and they are. They are, again, incomprehensibly bad. That's uh, right. No Power 5 program should be as bad as they are. Now, their recruiting footprint, not great. We've seen this with Nebraska and, not, you know, da 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 But if you look at Notre Dame, Miami, um, Tennessee, Nebraska, all of those have won a major bowl game uh less recently than Kansas. Kansas won an Orange Bowl after the 20 or 2007 season. Yeah. Like that's absolutely insane to think about, but that is the truth. There are ways to be successful. I, th- I think that's a terrible stat by the way. I think that's just ridiculous. Agreed, agreed. Because, I'm not because Notre Dame that, made it to two playoffs in that time and, yes. a, and a BCS championship game in that time. I'm, All right? not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just so saying. The fact that they got beat by Alabama means, well, they didn't win a bowl game, so Kansas is in a better place than them. No, I'm not saying that's, the Kansas that's is in a better spot. That's one of those dumb stats that nobody cares about. Agreed. It's a funny it, – it's like talking about the, uh, the crazy it's, state it's, laws, right? It's a complete like another coincidence. That's all it right. is. But – it still remains true that Kansas was in the Orange Bowl 12 years ago. Yeah. Like, they were ranked number one in the country. They were ranked number one in the country at one point in time. Yes. Now, Mark Mangino was fired from there for uh, player abuse and, yep. and all that kind of stuff, right? There yep. was just a mess involved there. Uh, and then they go to Charlie Weiss, and then they go to David Beatty, and then they go to Les yep. Miles. It's just one thing after the well, other. At some point in time, they, they had uh, uh, Turner in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Turner Gill was right after, uh, yep. uh, right after Mangino. So and yep. he didn't last very long. Oh but he man, was, long at all. No, they've just been. I mean, this is one of those situations where it's just. I think it's bad hire after bad hire. Yes, because none of those guys were any good anywhere else outside of less. So Donnie, our buddy from the NFL show over on uh, Sportsbook Review, yeah, he it, uh, he is at Right Side VP on Twitter. If you would like to check that out, um, he came out and basically said, uh, if you can't compete for a championship in that conference here and there, uh, you know, what are you even doing in, in the Power Five? What are you even doing in Division One? Like, why are you why are you here? It, the truth is, like, it, you can have a bad football program, but you can find a way to fix it so long as you get the right hire in there. I don't care what the resources are. They still get pretty good TV money at, at Kansas because of the Big 12. They are doing yep. okay. I, I don't know that, that I would not look at going something 
a little unusual outside of the box. And yes, every, not everybody. There are a lot of people that are screaming triple, triple option, That's triple right. option. And I think that would be okay in this instance. Yeah, and I, and I remember Donnie, and I love Donnie. I love him to death, but I think Donnie's wrong here because he he has said you and him went back and forth on Twitter. I followed it a little bit, but but he said if you if you bring the triple option in, you're basically waving the white flag that you want to play competitive football, and you've got to basically run this gimmick to uh to try to win and and to do do certain things. I I have a, I have an opinion on that that I I couldn't get into in at Twitter because I mean it's it's just too much to go over. Yes, but. yes. Uh, here's here's what he said. If your program is so trash, you need the triple option, should you even be in the Big 12? Yeah. So my response was, Paul Johnson won an Orange Bowl, Hell won, yes. won or tied for first the Coastal Division in the ACC four times, finished second three other times in 11 years at Georgia Tech. As said, Kansas will never be in position to compete with the Big 12 powers playing the same way they do. Running something unusual might work. And he said going triple that's option it. is waving the white flag. Yeah, like, that's it. What what you just said is the most important thing. Let me let me tell you a story, okay? That, I'm trying to figure out how I even want to start this. But when when I was in college, okay, all right, and I was working my way through school, my best friend at the time got a job. He dropped out of college and got a job making some money as a basketball coach at a small uh, private school in the Delta of Mississippi. Okay. Called me up, said, Hey, do you want an assistance job? I need some help. I said, I don't know anything about basketball. And I really don't even like basketball a lot. You know, I, I grew up in the nineties and I love nineties basketball watching it, but I don't play basketball. I don't, I don't know how to dribble. I don't know how to, I don't know how to do this. So he said, you don't have to learn any of that. I just need help. I just need help. I can tell you what we need to do. We just run basketball drills. I said, okay. So I drive down there. He's living in a trailer on campus at the school that the school pays for. Okay. The smallest school I've ever seen in my life. Um, the graduating class was like seven people, no exaggerations. Our girls basketball team was made up of six girls, all of them sophomore and freshmen. Okay. Six. You got to start five. That's it. One of them come to find out was like three months pregnant. All right. Steel balling. Anyway, Caleb understood when he got the job, we're not going to compete with anybody else. Everybody that we're going to play was substantially better than, than us. All right. Right. And so he followed the Rick Patino school of basketball, which is if we play them conventionally, we lose every game and we get destroyed every game, but, but we have to, we have to do something different. All right. And so he basically said, I'm going to learn everything I can about basketball. All right. You learn everything you can about breaking rules and changing conventions and, 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 and challenging conformity, which is where I've gotten so much of my mindset in life. You're right? a problem solver. Yes. I learned. And I'll tell you this. Thanks to Caleb. I learned this. Okay. He taught me to do this and he taught me to be this. Um, I, I got Malcolm Gladwell's book called David versus Goliath, the greatest book I've ever read. Anybody looking for something to read? It's, it's the best book I've ever read. It changed my life completely. Um, and he, went and studied everything he knew about Rick Pitino. Every day in practice, we practiced three things and only three things. We practiced full court press. We practiced free throws. We practiced layups. If you shot the ball at any point in time during practice or in a game, you ran and ran and ran until we were falling asleep watching you run. Okay? We did not care. Our girls were in better shape than everybody else. We pressed harder than 
you could ever imagine somebody pressing you. And when we got the ball, there's no shot clock in girls basketball. We pass, 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 pass. And I'm not exaggerating when I tell you we won games 12 to four. Okay. Like ungodly to watch, but it's the only way we could win. All right. It's the only way we could do it. If we play the game straight up, we lose hundred percent of the time. But if we take the rules that we are given and we play them unconventionally, we play them in a way in which they are not normally prepared are physically able to practice for week in and week out. It was our only shot at winning both years that I was with Kayla, both years we were there. We, we made it to the state playoffs, both years. Those girls should have never come close to doing that. Never come close. All right. Yeah. The third year, the headmaster of the school did what he always does. Whenever there's a team that's really close to winning state championship, he pulls the person that's the head coach. He takes over head coaching. He gets him a title. All right. We didn't have that luxury. We were benched. But, but those girls, we had to play unconventionally. And, and let me tell you what we learned. All right. And what those girls learned, by the way, they learned the most important things in life that have nothing to do with basketball. They learned that conventions were made to be challenged. Okay. They, they learned that effort can can beat skill any day of the week it's all about effort and attitude there was so much more in life than that um and and it was it was the only way we could play if you want to beat a giant you can't play by the giants rules all right yeah and to say that kansas should play oklahoma straight up is just wrong it's just wrong. they would lose a hundred percent of the time all right they play them 99 times. They lose all 99. There is not one where they win. It, but if they if break Ole the Miss, rules. If Ole Miss had played football the exact same way that Alabama did in 2013-2014. They lose. They, or 2014-2015, whatever it is. They lose yeah. the games. Yes, That's they lose just them all. is what it is. So, yeah. here's, so we talk a lot about the triple, obviously, Jeff Munkin, Ken Neomatololo, et cetera. The, the unconventional way of playing. That's yes. the right way to go about it at the spot because – you are not going to be able to out-recruit those other teams. However, no. running something like the triple, there are a ton of offensive linemen and, and those big hog different models. kinds of kids. Exactly. Guys that are overlooked in those states. And they would love to come play at a big school like Kansas because right now they're having to go play at these little schools that are that are G5 schools or, uh, uh, you know, not even G5 schools. Yes. FCS. Yes, 100%. Um this is an interesting article, and I know that you've heard of this guy, uh, but I'm going to shout out Andy Staples from The Athletic. He, uh, it, I'm going to read the first part of this article. Okay. He said, I texted Kevin Kelly when it became obvious Kansas and Les Miles would be parting ways, and I told him that I planned to write a column suggesting Kelly, better known as the Arkansas high school coach who does not punt, punt. Should, be, I love this guy. should be the next Jayhawks head coach. Yeah. Kelly wrote, thanks for the confidence. Feel free to say I will do it for $90,000 per win. He said, they'll be coming out way better than they are right now if I don't win. He said, but hold on. There was more to that sentence. Kelly wrote, but I will win. He said, I wasn't kidding when this job opened in 2018, and I suggested Army coach Jeff Munkin in his triple option. And he write me he might really be a candidate this time. Uh, he said, I'm not kidding now either. At first glance, Kelly's method seemed daft. His Pulaski Academy team does not punt. It onside kicks after every score. It routinely runs trick plays. And all the Bruins do is pound the stuffing out of teams that usually have far more physically gifted players. Yes. Kelly, Kelly won three straight uh, state titles in his first 11 years because he's a pretty good play caller and motivator. But after he decided prior to the 2014 season to build his team completely around analytics, the Bruins have won six state titles in seven years. 
Yeah. So, so I follow this guy, you knew that oh, yeah. I follow this guy and, and I like, I've got friends that live in the little rock area. I worked in Arkansas for a while. I made it a priority to try to go to them those high school games. I don't go to high school football games anymore. I, I just a weird thing. I didn't, I didn't super enjoy high school. And so I just don't, don't hang out around there much even locally, but I went to watch this guy coach. I went to watch him play and I've said it before. I, if I had a bad school at a G five school that nobody cared about football, I would hire him and I'd give him a shot. What's the worst that can happen. You've gone, you've got three wins in like five years. What, what's the worst that can happen. That's it. Think, think so about you this. Keep losing? You, you okay. give, you give this guy an opportunity to do something incredibly unconventional. Unconventional. And, right. And he said that he would take the job for $90,000 a win. Make it completely. So that means if they go undefeated, that's not a lot of money. Make it completely performance-based. I mean, so he wins six games that makes it to a bowl game. He's making five hundred forty grand. Like bad. he's still the cheapest coach in all of Power 5 football. I I would 100%. Now, it, obviously, I would say give him more money than that. Well, but, yeah. Like if he goes undefeated, he barely cracks a million. Give him a guaranteed contract of five hundred grand, yeah, or even just a million dollars a year. Just give him a million dollars a year. Like yeah. you, you just paid less miles three million a year. Three million a year. Like what are we even talking about? This guy's going to challenge conventions though, and that's all I want. That's all I want is people to realize that. How did we look back throughout history, guys? How did we win the Revolutionary War? We fought an army a hundred times bigger than us. Because we didn't line up and shoot at each other in a row like the mil- the British military army is used to doing. We did guerrilla warfare attacks. We said, we're not going to play by rules. There are no rules in war. You line up like gentlemen. We're going to kill you like, like we're murderers. Okay? And that's what they did. And we kicked their ass back across the pond. Yes. All right? Like, this is, look, look at wars. We are a gigantic nation. And we got the shit kicked out of us when we went into North Korea. All right. Anybody know why we got the shit kicked out? Because we couldn't fight them because they didn't play by our rules. They hid in caves. We couldn't find them. They ambushed everything we did. You, If you want to take down giants, you can't play by the giants rules. You just can't. And to think that it's throwing in the white, raving the white flag and, and throwing in the towel to, to, to play by these other rules. I, I think that's bad thinking because I think you're just teaching people that it, you have to play by this. There's a right way to play the game. I remember because I remember when we were coaching. I remember other coaches and other fans of other kids were, were saying well, that, that you just shouldn't play that way. You just shouldn't play that way. This is high school basketball. You girls high school basketball. You shouldn't play that way. You should. Oh, we should play the way and where if we play it your way, you win every time. That's the way we should play. Because we're playing within the rules of the game. We didn't change the rules. But all I ask is don't change them for us because we're beating your ass. And it's really ugly to watch. Yeah. I know it's hard to see your daughter average 12, 14 points a game and get zero shots off the entire game. I, I know I know that's probably frustrating. But that happened. All right? It happened all the time. Yeah. that's it, you. You have to learn to play different ways. That's that's what makes college basketball so much fun. That's what yes. makes it, it's what makes college football fun. It's what you see in the FCS. Like if you are going head to head with somebody that is obviously more physically gifted than you are, you don't stand a chance unless you come up with a different game plan. You have to out scheme somebody. Yeah, you have that's to just what it is. 
So and I, I and I and I love it, and I love, I love the Kelly option. I don't know that any AD would ever have the balls to pull that trigger because I think your career is attached to him. Your success is completely attached to him. It doesn't matter anything else. You can win national titles at every other sport. If you bring a guy like him in and he doesn't work, you're getting fired right along with him. The difference in in me and most ADs is I don't care. I'm not afraid of that. I'm I've always been a gambler my entire life. Okay. Yeah. I'm 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 not I'm not going to be afraid of that. Kansas, right now, I'll t- give me the AD job. All right. I'll do it for half of whatever you pay the football coach. Okay. Let me bring in Kelly. I'll do it for half of his salary. How about that? So if he Easy wins enough. three games a year and you pay him 280 grand, you pay me a hundred and whatever that is, 140. Yep. yep. You're getting out crazy cheap. It, there you go. There just you go. Stu- just stupid cheap money. Let's uh let's close off with this. Okay. The NCAA tournament, obviously it's uh it's 3.53 p.m. Central Time as of right now. We've got conference tournaments going on here in about seven minutes. We have got Iona and Siena playing in the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference, MAAC. Siena, the number one seed. Iona is, uh, I think, the number eight seed, something like that. But Iona only got to play, I think, like nine games this year. Like yeah, they, they had didn't a, get to play much. The COVID hit yes. them pretty hard. Now, they went six and three in those games. They won yesterday. Uh, they are now seven and three. Uh, Siena is the number one seed, but they didn't get to play a ton either. Uh, you look at the analytics, you know, and whatnot. Siena, as the one seed, is only favored by, I think, like two points over Iona. Iona is coached by one Rick Patino, former Louisville head coach, former Kentucky head coach, former Boston Celtics head coach, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's on ESPN+. Plus. I am excited to watch it. I watched yesterday uh, when they destroyed Quinnipiac. <laughs> I, I am excited about the possibility of having Rick Patino in the NCAA tournament. Now, yeah, me too. I put out a question. See, you and I agree on this, and I, there are a lot of people that do. I put out a poll question yesterday on Twitter. I said, Rick Patino is only three wins away from getting back to the NCAA tournament. I said, would you want to see Patino back in the tourney? 66% of people said yes, 33% said no. Yeah. Now, there are a lot of people that like to. You know, it, it, Patino is dirty and da 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 da. da. Well, he he played by, uh, by the rules, the unspoken rules of college basketball. He did what he had to do to be able to That's win. Right. Now, now uh, Rick Patino is a scumbag. Okay, hundred percent. Patino is a sleazeball. Hundred percent. Right? Casey jumps was, in. He said, uh, "Rick's a beast." Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't know that I'd use the word beast. Uh, I think I think we have a report of him lasting like three and a half seconds in a booth. But you know, neither here nor there. Um, but, Rick, Rick is those things. He's a hell of a basketball coach. Yes. And I think he, we like an underdog story, and you got a guy that was a giant in the sport that had just had his kneecaps taken out from under him. On his own, by the way. He's no victim of anything. No, right? absolutely not. He, he brought it all on himself. But to see him take this little Catholic school and make the in NCAA tournament his first year, I think would be amazing. I oh, really do. I, I want it for – like. If if we get Bayheim, he's going to be a low seed. If That's we right. get Roy Williams, probably going to be a low seed. That's right. Uh, Calipari not going to be there. Not Coach K be there unless he can win the tourney. Coach K not going to be there unless they can win the tourney. Yeah. Uh, Izzo is we think in, 
But I mean, I if, think he's in. But yeah. if if he loses the first game of the uh, Big Ten tournament to Maryland, like he's probably in the first four. Like there's the the big name coaches that we are so accustomed to are not going to be there. If you can have Coach K and Coach Cal and all these other guys uh, either not in it or in in really low seeds, but you've got a chance to get Rick Patino in there against some big name team, some team that's doing really really well, and then all of a sudden you get into one of these, you know. Uh, three fourteen matchups or something like that, and on the other sideline you got Rick Patino. Yeah, I'm all in. I, I want the too, theatrics. Man. I I am too, man. I am too. I mean, I mean, I remember, and it's weird that we talked, you know, about the things we talked about today, and they kind of go hand in hand. Rick Patino's who Caleb went to look at. All right, yeah, because Rick Patino mastered the 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 full court press. Okay, and Rick Patino's the one that because he was coaching at smaller schools coming up making his bones in college basketball. All right. Yeah. And he talked about how they would bring, even at Louisville, they, they would, they would bring other coaches from all around the country to learn the press and learn how he plays basketball. And you know what most of those coaches would do? They would learn it. They would leave there and they were too good to run it is what he would say. They weren't desperate enough to play the way he grew up playing. You had to be desperate. Okay. No one would play that way. If you were good enough and had enough talent, you wouldn't play that way. All right. It's only for those who have no other chance, but that's when great things can happen. Yes. That's where you see miracles. That's where you see amazing things and athletic feats happen is when a team has everything to win and nothing to lose. And they, and they do they have an opportunity to do something unbelievable. It, it's partly what makes Gus Malzahn the coach that he is. He came from yes. high school. Like, yes. You know, and Springdale was a big high school, but he had to think outside the box to be able to That's win right. championships at that level because everybody's basically equal. Like, at, at least once you get to that level, right? At, that, at his level, yes. yes. He was not at a juggernaut school by any means whatsoever. So, and don't get me wrong. Springdale was a big, big school, but they had That's to right. play other big, big schools. At oh, yeah. Auburn, it was kind of the same thing, and he got away from it. Now, I think that he will bring it back at UCF. You will I see too. more unconventional stuff. But in college basketball, like Rick Patino at a small school, getting to do things that are outside the box, give me that all Day Give it to me. Long. I can't wait for I'm it. I'm going to tell you that. I don't know who they'll play. If they make it in, they'll be in better shape than any team they line up against, 100%, and they'll never turn the press off. I, I think Mark, mark my right. words, watch it happen. I think you are probably right Because with that. he knows we're, this is the only way I know how to beat a giant. Yeah. No. I got to take their legs out from under them. They weren't prepared to play 40 minutes of this. That's it. You are 100% right. I love uh, OB Matt is jumping in the comments, and he is saying stuff that I am absolutely not going to read on here. That's right. <laughs> but I do love that other people are commenting back to him, Joseph, jumping in there. Uh, you guys have fun with Matt. He's, uh, he's a character, to say the least. So, all right. I think that's going to wrap it up. Is there anything that's broken that we need to uh, that we need to tackle? No, I don't think so. I think, I think we're good. Let's go watch some more daytime basketball, brother. I'm all in on this. So Iona starts here in uh, here in about one minute, and yeah, I, am, I would say they're about to tip. I am pumped about it. So let's jump out. Let's go ahead and let everybody get over and watch Iona. If you're watching the show live, if you're listening to it on the podcast, we appreciate you guys too. Make sure that you give us a nice five star review and uh, and share the show out. Tell your friends all that good stuff. Join the Winning Cures Everything bracket challenge. The link is of course in the description below. Whatever you're listening to or watching, etc. 
go on and click in that thing and check it out. Uh, I will put it up on the website as well so that you can make sure that you jump in there. Uh, but we want everybody hopping in. We want to have a good time. We're not going to do any money or anything like that. We're not doing prizes. We just want to have fun with the guys that are here. We're basically a sports bar. We like having fun, talking about the topics that pop up, and, uh, and that's kind of what this is going to be. So hopefully you guys will uh, be interested in joining. Come in and, and hang out with us. The bracket will be out on Sunday night. Uh, we will be doing a show on Monday. And I don't know what our schedule is going to look like for next week because, obviously, first four is on uh, Thursday. Thursday, not the yeah. Fir- yeah, first four games, so the whatever it is, the play-in games are on Thursday. And then we have the actual beginning of the tournament starting on Friday, and it's going to run all day. So I don't know if we're going to do a show on Friday, but we, we will see. We'll figure it out. Or we might just do a show every day for the first four days of the NCAA tournament. I don't know. I'm going to talk to Chris about it. We'll figure it out one way or another. But either way, we are going to go ahead and get out of here. Go to sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. That's right, football, college football content, still rolling every single week. Go and check it out. And winningcureseverything.com. Um, with nothing else, Chris, let's dive out of here. You guys take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully, hopefully with all these tournaments and whatnot, you can cash some tickets. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.